In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, dear children of God, and welcome to Tuesday of the fifth week in the ordinary time of the churches here. Today being the eighth day of February 2022. Let us call upon the Spirit of God to come dwell in us, inspiring in us the grace to keep to the covenant of God. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come, come, come. Dear children of God, the title of my homily today is The Covenant-Keeping God. The Covenant-Keeping God. In the first reading today, King Solomon, having built the temple in Jerusalem and brought in the Ark of the Covenant and all the sacred vessels, today he began to recount the fact that God is so great and so glorious that nothing in this world could contain his presence. Yet, make reference to God's own very word, to God's own very commitment. He says, let the name of God be in this holy temple. His, that God's presence may evade the temple, hearing the prayers of his people and answering them having mercy on them each time they call upon his holy name. Now, he made it clear that God is the covenant-keeping God. And so, he does not go back on his word, even though it is not possible for the whole earth to contain God, not to talk of the temple alone containing God, yet because God has spoken, he will honor his word because he is the covenant-keeping God. The word could not contain God, yet because he has made a commitment, he will come in his presence to fill the temple, and his name shall be in the temple, and he will be compassionate towards his people, answering their prayers when they call upon him. In the book of Haggai, chapter 2, God made the same statement, that in this temple, I will answer the prayers of my people. And so it is on this note that it, I mean, the king Solomon would now charge his people and give them the, the conviction, rather, the boldness to go into the temple, invoking God's presence and encountering his presence, encountering him in their life situations as he comes to manifest himself in their circumstances, especially in response to their prayers and requests. They are children of God. The God we serve is the covenant-keeping God. And because he is the covenant-keeping God, and we are his covenantal children, we have a role to play in our relationship with him. And that role is that we keep our own side of the covenant. For in every covenant, there are terms that guide the operation of, a, of the particular covenant. And in our case, our part is requ requires of us to do always the will of God, to be pleasing in the sight of God, 
And that is why today, in the gospel reading, Jesus will again have big issues with the Pharisees and the scribes who will always insist on piety instead of living the righteous life. The life that is centered on doing the will of God. They deviated from that. They laid emphasis on tradition. Tradition is to be understood here, not as a way of life of a people, not as the cultural values of a people, not as the unwritten norms of a people. Tradition here is to be understood as the, if you like, misappropriation of God's commandments to suit human desires and human intents. Manipulating the commandments of God and producing out of the commandments of God laws that are centered on promoting the egocentric intents of men, especially men who are in power. And so when we fight against tradition, we are not actually necessarily on the side of God. Every tradition that promotes the will of God should be respected and upheld, irrespective of where that tradition is coming from. For God is present in every culture, God is present in every tradition, God is present in every race. However, today, Christ will pick offense with his Christ. Because here, they are making out of the commandments of God laws that are alien to the will of God. They were concerned about washing of hands. They were concerned about washing of utensils. But they were never concerned about the state of the inner person. They were never concerned about seeing your heart being pure and worthy of God's presence. They were never concerned about building temples worthy of the presence of God in the human person. They just needed to beautify the externals of the temple and leave the inside decaying, forgetting that the Ark of the Covenant resides inside the temple of God, not outside the temple of God. They will kill they will oppress. They will promote social injustice. But they will come carrying out various religious rituals. Washing their hands. Washing the vessels. Sacred vessels. Putting on all kinds of religious robes. But their hearts were far away from God. And this was the issue Jesus had with them. Jesus was not saying we should disrespect our culture. Our traditions, especially those that share the same values with the values of God Almighty as given in the religion, Christianity, and in the scriptures. And so here, they will deviate from keeping to the terms of the covenant they have entered into with God and begin to create their own terms. They live their lives wanting to impress human beings rather than living in a way and manner that will make them appear pleasing to God. You are the temple of God. 
And so, you must live a life that will make you, keep you worthy of having the presence of God on the inside of you. You can imagine a Christian who will insist that anyone who puts on trousers is not a child of God. He or she, or rather she as a woman who condemns the wearing of trousers by women will not wear trousers, but she kills, she nags, she causes confusion anywhere she goes to, she is an instrument of discord, of disunity, she is an instrument of oppression. She abuses the people and she subjects human beings to all kinds of inhuman treatments. Yes, the question is not whether it is right or wrong to put on trousers, but the question is the emphasis on the externals. Many will do everything to make sure that each time they come to church, they receive communion. Not because they desire the presence of God in their lives, but that they may be seen by people as a righteous person. But right inside of them, if you can, you know, be given the grace, the opportunity to see what goes on on the inside of them, you see Christ, whom they receive in the Holy Eucharist, fighting seriously not to enter into them, because inside of them, his presence will be choked with the evil, with uncleanliness, with masturbation, with all kinds of evil. They're children of God. Many will live as though they will never want to have anything to do with those of the opposite sex because they don't want to be seen as people living in immorality. But in reality, they are decaying in immorality. Immorality of different kinds and of different levels. Children of God, these are all should that we don't understand the fact that we are serving a covenant-keeping God who requires of us in order to be with us always and to bless us in our daily life. They, they, they know requires of us to keep our own terms of the covenant, namely living in accordance with His will, whether humans see this or not. We are therefore challenged today to make ourselves worthy of God's presence by living in accordance with his covenant with us. The people of righteousness, the people of purity, the people who will consistently and persistently do the will of God in all things and at all times. And that is the message of Christ today in the gospel. He is not encouraging us to break rules, to, con and to, to condemn traditions, but that we must put above all traditions, above all rules, above all laws, the doing of the will of God. Let the tradition you follow be that which promotes the will of God. Let the laws you make be those that promote the will of God. Let the life you live, the way you treat your fellow human beings, your spouse, your children, your neighbors, your colleagues, be in a way and manner that will keep you always in agreement with the will of God. And when you live that way, when your prayers 
call God and hold him by his word and he will always answer you because he is the covenant keeping God. In your prayers, always make reference to God's word, his promises and his commitment in your life. By the time you hold God by his word, God does not just count on your worthiness or unworthiness. He always respects his word and he will honor his word in your life. May God give you the grace. Give us the grace to live on accordance with his will and to always uh, bring to bear in our life the power of his word that is ever alive and active for he is the covenant keeping God who never fails his children. This is our prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May almighty God bless you. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember to key into the beginning of the month intensive prayers and novena by praying with the book of Esther chapters 4 and 5 and Psalm 12. God bless you.